Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to episode 107. Today on the podcast, we have Victoria from Doula Made Well and Mother Made Well. She is amazing. We had a fantastic conversation. And the funny thing is we were actually supposed to talk about prenatal appointments. That was why I wanted to have her on. This is a chat about how to make prenatal appointments helpful and useful and really like use those appointments to help our clients have the best births possible. But as we got talking, it totally shifted. So instead, we are really talking about bringing nuance back to birth, and it is a fantastic conversation. I will share all of the details of how to reach out to Victoria at the end, but until then, I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, well, thanks for um, having me. First of all, my name is Victoria, and I am a birth doula. I've never done postpartum side of things. I've just always been a birth doula because, to be honest, postpartum freaks me out. Um, But I have been a doula for eight years, and I worked with in-person clients. Um, You did the whole thing for several years taught childbirth classes, you know, toyed with an agency, toyed with having like a brick and mortar kind of family center in my community. Um, And I've enjoyed, you know, every kind of honestly, every stage of my business. I really enjoyed that. I know I hear you talk a lot about just loving business. I'm definitely, um, I'm a daughter of entrepreneurs. I've got, you know, entrepreneurism in my blood. And so I just, I love that part of it, pivoting and seeing what works. But Um, it was kind of during the season of being a very busy doula. Honestly, it was sort of my thought, my goal. I mean, not, I thought my goal was my goal was to be a really busy doula. I thought that that would mean I had made it, you know, when I was working full-time as a doula that was supporting our family. Um, but as you know, if you've done that for any length of time, it's very difficult to do that. Um, you can learn a lot and serve a lot, but you can also burn out a lot. And so um, I started pivoting my business online, um, kind of like mid, uh, 2022, I would say, and just trying to, to take everything I had learned over the years of practicing and just think, how can I help other doulas? And so, um, in that spirit, you know, I still, I still kind of run my practice. You can find me all the places at Motherwell Doula. Um, I like creating content. I like social media. I like doing freebies and classes. Um, and I think I could summarize my goal right now as to say that I really love helping doulas just make it easy. I want to make it easy for doulas to be great doulas. And so I'm all about like, what's the efficient, what's the hack? How can I, you know, just put the cookies on the bottom shelf for everybody um, and then go for it. You know, I really love the skill of being a doula. I love thinking through like, just, just, just all of it. Like, how can we talk prenatally? Like what are some different ways and strategies we can help people prep beforehand during birth? I love kind of like crazy stuff, Kylie. Like I will set up the craziest setups in birth just because I think it's fun. You're like, let's look in the room and how can I make this like the best labor space possible? Um, I love that sort of like problem solving part of labor support, I think, and just kind of being like, this is a puzzle and how can I set it up? Um, so yeah, that's kind of me. That was a little bit all over the place, but um, yeah, that's what we do. I love it. And I love that you said it's like a puzzle. And I actually want to jump back to that because yeah. it's so true. Like we can't look at doula work as something where it's just, there's one way to do it because mm-hmm. it's, there's just not, there's not one way to do business. There's not one way to give birth. There's actually a lot right. of parallels between helping our clients 
give birth and then growing a business. It's very, yeah. very similar. There's a lot of trust. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, unpredictable things. Mm. Um, but just having all of the tools in your your toolkit are going to help you no matter what, whether you're giving birth, whether you're growing a business. Uh, but I love that you almost said that it's like a it's like a game. It's a game mm-hmm. and it's a different game with every client. We have to go into it like, mm-hmm. okay, clean slate, letting go of all assumptions. How can I help this specific person who's sitting in front of me have the birth that they want? Because the birth that yeah. they want is going to look different than the birth that someone else wants. Uh, and I know that for a fact because the kind of birth that I love is very different than, than most people out there. Uh, I'm one yeah. of the people where it's like just just I've only given birth once, so this is like a total assumption, right? I've n- not given yeah. birth a million times. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. totally be different next time. But I'm like, no one tell me good job. Like everyone just shut mm. up and leave me be. <laughs> I don't need. Yeah, I don't need coaching. Like none of that. Just mm-hmm. like totally like just sit there, um, mm-hmm. which is very different. And if uh, if I had hired a doula who came into this leading with like mm-hmm. her expertise and leading with the way that she wants to do things. I probably wouldn't have gotten very good doula support. So rather, instead of like, uh, I'm going to come with this like notebook of all the things to do, it's a game. Mm-hmm. And the game starts with probably like figuring out what your what your client's looking for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, even, I mean, prenatally, just like talking, you know, I like, it's just presenting options. Like I like digging into like, what's the core? Like when you leave this birth, what, how do you want to feel? What were your core values? Like if everything on your dream birth plan hits the fan, what are the things that we could preserve that would make you so happy? And it's usually stuff, right? Like I don't want to be separated from my baby. Bonding with baby is so important. Or I want, um, you know, I want to definitely make my decisions. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. You know, people have some core values like that. Um, and even in birth, it's, it's as simple as like when you're showing up for support, however that looks for you, just showing up first, being quiet, you know, just watching for a second and observing and then you start to see, you know, your clients will tell you kind of what they need. Um, of course, you have ideas, you know, it, like I think for birth nerds like we are, I think it's kind of hard to not collect a bunch of ideas. And oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, this might I want to try this next time. Um, but just being so selective with those. And the best thing you can do is just show up first in the, in the prenatal period and in labor and just watch and listen, listen to what they're saying, watch what they're doing. Then you can sort of piece. And again, like a puzzle, you know, like a really basic example would be, you know, I very often I'll show up in a birth space and people might be like leaning over or like hands and knees or something like that. And they're like, this feels so good, but I'm uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, well, that's as simple as like, let me throw some pillows. Let me get you the birth ball. Let me get you the water. And we don't think that, you know, when you're in labor, you don't really recognize like I'm thirsty, my knees hurt, you know, or this lights yeah. too. The biggest thing is like turning off the dang light. You know, I I've hit light switches before and people are like, Oh, I feel so much better. And it's like, well, yeah. Cause there's not like, you know, big old halogen lights in your face or even your home light. So little things like that. I think doulas, I think it is good to just kind of know all the options that I know a bunch of different ways this could look. And you're going to teach me, you know, client, you're going to teach me something today about how this looks, but we're just supposed to be really keen observers and just kind of seamlessly puzzle piecing in. Like, what does this person need right now to like get that birth of their dreams? Um, And it really does come from just a lot of learning and listening and watching. And I started asking like the question behind the question, you know, like listening to people's preferences. Um, I think that's a big part of it too. I don't know if you've seen this, but when people say like, I really want a water birth, how to have a water birth, you're like, okay, well, why? And really you might get to like, 
they just wanted to be with their baby, you know? So it's like, okay, well, water, you might be at your house. What if you're pushing on the bed? We're not going to drag you off the bed and throw you in the tub if you're comfortable in the bed, you know, unless that's what was like the strong preference. But if being with baby was important, how do we facilitate that? Does that make sense? Like really listen to behind us. I think people can just talk about one thing, you know, and it's like, okay, that might be the thing, but I really want to like peel back and say, why is it water birth or unmedicated or scheduled C-section for some people, you know, they might be like, I don't want to wait. I don't like the unknown of waiting for labor. I feel safer with a C-section. So, okay, well, let's talk about that. Maybe we can dissipate some of that fear and that unknown. And maybe you do want to wait for spontaneous labor, or maybe a C-section is really what you want. How do we make that the best it can be? Um, Yeah. I am obsessed with that. Yeah. Because if we're only stuck on like, okay, this person wants a water birth, so we're going to make sure mm-hmm. she gets a water birth, but we didn't discuss the why, why? If the water birth for some reason can't happen. Like maybe it's like the the thing that blows mm-hmm. it up, like broke or like, right. Uh, yeah. hundred like, percent. There's a hole in the hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. Like, well, you, you just have to ask yourself as a doula, if I'm mm-hmm. only prepared for this one thing, what if it can't happen? And if you're not prepared, like potentially you're, you'll let that client down. But if you know the why behind mm-hmm. it, you could say, Hey, the, the tub mm-hmm. isn't working right now. Uh, I know you really wanted water. Like let's jump in the shower, shower hundred percent on the, the bed or 100%. whatever it is. Yeah. Cause it's I stuff mean, like I- that. It's so it's stuff like that too. We, we kind of don't often think in the home of things like at, at a hospital, you know, community birth settings. Like I think sometimes when we think about birth going not to plan, we automatically jump to hospital, but it, like you just said, it could totally be home. What if your pump's broken? What if, you know, what if you move yourself out of the water? Some people may just in, in labor, not even realize like that wasn't comfortable and they may not realize, okay, well, if you're pushing on your bed or the couch or wherever, you're not going to have a water birth. But if you can prep prenatally of well, what was important, maybe for them, it was just important being home and having free freedom of movement. Well, great. You have that. Let's not get fixated on the points because the points can change for really benign reasons. Like no one's coercing you. There's no obstetric violence. It's just, it's just a life, you know? So, and they'll, they're just set up for such more success and empowerment and honestly, just a life skill because things don't always go perfectly to plan, but we have to cope and be resilient and think like, okay, well, how do I make this good? Um, you know, and I think that's a great thing a doula can do for people is to just pump them up and, you know, help them have that self um, efficacy and advocacy for what they need to feel best in that moment. In the moment. And I love that you mm-hmm. ended with in that moment. And like, these are the, okay, first I want to say before we leave the uh, uh, water birth, water birth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I actually had someone say that they just want a water birth because they just want the pictures because they thought the pictures were beautiful. <laughs> and so you can, you can, uh, if they, like, right. We wouldn't, if someone just said they wanted a water birth, we might assume one thing we might assume right. for a comfort measure, but maybe they just want the beautiful pictures. That's so, hilarious. So funny. We wouldn't know unless we have these conversations. Yeah. And that's so funny. I love that you're like putting <laughs> emphasis on figuring out the why behind it, because mm-hmm. the the why behind a lot of this is assumptions. It is the assumption that this is what's going to happen. I'm going to give birth at home. No if, ands, or buts. I'm going to have a water birth. No if, ands, or buts. And if we can have these conversations with our clients in the prenatal appointments, we can mm-hmm. start to bust a lot of those assumptions. And one of my favorite things as a doula is helping people realize that the goal of birth should actually not be outcome-based. Like the goal should not be home birth or vaginal birth or anything like that. In my opinion, and this is why people choose to work with me, the goal of birth should be that you are the one making the decision. You are the Mm -hmm. one listening to your intuition and you're doing what you Mm -hmm. want in that 
moment because mm-hmm. you could get into the birth tub and you could hate the fact that you're floating and you could feel like totally out of your body, like get me the heck out of here. Mm-hmm. You could, I was chatting with a good friend of mine, Stephanie, the other day. Um, She has the pregnancy and birth made easy podcast. She's awesome. But she was saying that uh, some people like only practice hands-on pain coping measures and that's it. And they just think that's what they're going to love. And, and then they get into labor and they're like, don't touch me. But mm-hmm. the thing is they mm-hmm. haven't practiced any other pain coping methods or just coping yeah. methods at all. And so they're screwed. They're totally screwed. So these are the kind of conversations that we need to be having in prenatal appointments, busting those assumptions. If someone says, I'm going to give birth this way, no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, don't you know rain on their parade, but just start to plant those seeds of, hey, that's awesome. Like what a good dream. But also guess what? If something happens, I trust you to make the right decision for yourself. Let's let's yeah. develop that intuition. Let's develop your sense of I don't give an f what anyone else says. I'm going to do what I want because um, that's what really leads to a birth, a good birth experience. Yeah, I think you really you were kind of like hitting the nail on the head um, and teasing out that one part of this is that sometimes people can perceive like me uh, us saying let's really dig deep because it may not go exactly the plan as a rain on a parade or sort of deflating and it really is a good you know, I think there's a skill, there's a fine line to walk of trying to help clients understand. Like I am not saying, I don't think you can do this. I'll I'll start off by telling people, right? Because usually people are hiring duels, not all the time, but oftentimes because they want low interventions, unmedicated, something like that. I will tell people, listen, if, you know, I a hundred percent believe you could do this, there wouldn't be people in the world if it wasn't possible. But I also know, right, life is really unpredictable. And so I'm not saying your plan won't necessarily happen, but talking about alternatives doesn't mean they're going to happen but it does mean you're going to be prepared. And like, I, I support you, you know, I support you. I believe in you. I also want you to have just, and I I do frame it as a life skill. I'll say, you know, I don't even think it's unique to me. I, or if it's not, I don't remember where I heard it. Labor skills or life skills, you know, just I'm preparing you for life as a parent too. goodness, right. There's so much unexpected things of parents, um, parenting. And it's really the people who get hung up on particular points of a birth plan that can get the bad rap. Like that is the provider, you know, the nurse might make a snide comment. Like we hear those horror stories, but really, okay. It's like, let's get the negative response out of the way, but there really is something to not getting hung up on points happening and to, um, you know, just to, to know we can support how you're feeling in birth. We can support your experience no matter what's going on. And it's, it's just hard. It's kind of hard to unpack that nuance for people and let them know, I really believe you could do this, but I want you to be prepared. Um, and I'm not being the negative, like, haha, you know, good luck with your home birth. You're, you're going to want to go to the hospital. It's definitely not in that spirit, but I think sometimes clients can hear that initially. So you really have to learn your client and learn how to best introduce this. Um, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, when I, when I'm working with clients, one of my favorite things to do is I I make this like analogy of our birth plan is not like printing out the map quest directions that literally just says like, turn left here, Mm -hmm. turn right here, Mm -hmm. go straight here. Because what happens if we, if we get off track and we only have the streets that we're turning on, if we're on some random street, that's not on this map quest directions, like we're, we're done. There's no getting back. You're lost. Running around with our head yeah. off. Yeah. But if we actually take the entire map with us where we know, mm. hey, oh, this is the fastest route to where I want to go. But guess what? If I have to turn right here for some reason because the road's blocked, um, mm. if you know, I if my the pump for my tub is broken or the hot water runs out and I can't have a, a water birth, that's okay. I don't get stuck at a dead end and then just say yeah. F F my entire birth plan, like 
let's just say yes to everything I wanted to say no to, um, which actually could happen. And I'll tell a story about that too. But when something comes up, even the smallest thing, it's like, oh, no big worries. I have the whole map. So I'm just going to turn right here, turn left and get right back on track. Um, That's a great analogy. Yeah. What's your story? Tell me. Yeah, I, love I had a client once. And this, you know this, but maybe a new doula is listening. Every birth you attend or every mother you support, you learn something new. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you've gone mm-hmm. to 5,000 births, mm-hmm. every single one you learn something new and it kind of gives you more tools in your doula toolbox. And often it it teaches you new boundaries to set up too, which is not this case, but uh, <laughs> yeah. this taught me that I needed to do something potentially different in prenatal appointments, which was I had a client who uh, throughout most of her pregnancy was, I'm going to decline most interventions. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh, giving birth with a midwife in a hospital, but I'm going to say no to the IV. I'm going to say no to some of these tests. I'm going to say no to continuous monitoring. going to say no to vaccines. going to say no to all mm-hmm. the stuff. And um, something came up during her pregnancy. She had a couple high blood pressure readings um, and she got COVID during her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And having those things almost like completely flipped the switch in her, which now, I know is fear. So I probably should have worked more on fear just in, in prenatal appointments. But as soon as something didn't go as planned, as soon as there was those high blood pressure readings, instead of it just being, oh, okay, yeah, I have some high blood pressure readings. Let's monitor this. It was, I, I am throwing out everything I wanted. And actually now I'm going to say yes to the vaccines. I'm going to say yes to the continuous monitoring. I'm going to say yes to the IV. I'm going to say yes to literally everything because doctor knows best. Because obviously I didn't know best because look at me and I had a high blood pressure reading. So obviously I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which in my mind is like, whoa, like we just threw the baby out with the bathwater. We just threw mm-hmm. everything away because one thing came up. And that's just a sign of of more work mm-hmm. that can be done in, in pregnancy for next time or with your next clients or or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. And too, I mean, just to give you some encouragement too, of like, it may, I know you're saying like that client may have had some fear come up. It could be that it also could be they're realizing their true value, like their, their true value really could have been, Hey, I actually trust the medical system, you know, and in my practice, I don't I know. We've talked um, previously, previously this week about just kind of alignment and how do you handle that? I really do just look for personality clicks. Like I don't care about what the birth plan would be. And even if people are like, I love my doctor, I want everything they have to give me. I'm like, okay, I can be your doula, but it helps me identify that. I started working on my prenatal process to help me identify that. So I wasn't getting frustrated because right as a new doula, I kept thinking like, oh man, shouldn't I like tell you, you can just say no to everything. Shouldn't I tell you this, you know, or that then I realized, okay, well that that's my philosophy or perspective, but I need this client to identify where are they and then help, you know, facilitate that prenatal support, that birth support. So in this case, and I think very oftentimes when you have um, a test, you know, a hurdle, a trial, those true, those core values, those true impulses kind of come out. So it's not necessarily bad. Like they had, it sounds like this client had some sickness, high blood pressure, maybe from COVID, maybe from pregnancy, maybe from stress, who, who knows, but when there was something for them to potentially rely on the medical system for it, they've realized, oh, I actually do value that. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not saying like, I'm perfect. I don't catch this every time in prenatals. I've, it's a practice for a reason, you know, we're always growing and learning, but I started just like realizing I can just let this go. Like if the person who told me come hell or high water, I don't want any interventions, you know, and when they feel that first intense labor pain, like give me an epidural, I used to be so confused. Like, wait, what? I thought you didn't want this, you know, but, 
that I started learning how to ask better questions. Why, why do you want that? You know, and, and just trusting, okay, I can support, I can ask the questions. I can go through whatever we've prepped, you know, are we sure? Do you, do you have any other, you know, do we want to tease us out anymore? But if they're sure, if their true values coming out, it's just my job to support them and to separate myself, like you said, from the outcome in the sense of, Hey, I'm, I'm here to got, you know, I'm here to support. I'm here to help. I'm here to give you some ideas and options, but I'm not tying my success as a doula or this success for you as a birth, you know, outcome or plan based on what you do, just because life is unpredictable. And I've, I've seen that so many times. I see it a lot with VBAC clients. So they'll say like, I definitely don't want epidural because they, they're saying, I think epidural is going to equal, I'm going to end up in the OR if I say yes to one intervention. Um, but when I tease it out, they're like, I really just want a VBAC actually. Like, I don't really care. You know, I could go with an epidural or not. I don't really know how strongly I feel. I just don't want to feel railroaded like I did last time. So that's the, you know, that's the core. And I'm not going to feel bad if, they don't like laboring unmedicated and they choose an epidural or whatever it is, you know? Um, but that core, just to encourage you, that client, it may not be fear. It could be test kind of show us our core values. And that could be your core value is I actually do kind of value what this doctor is saying. Um, you know, and there's right. There's people who love that people who don't, but you can say it's a doula I'm here. And my client is here. And maybe for some doulas, they don't want to take clients they don't align with. And that's fine. But for other doulas, it just helps to have some language of like, you're here, I'm here. That's okay. I can put my stuff aside and support you. Um, you know, and if, if you have really strong preferences for how you birth, maybe you can go have babies and choose, you know, I'll tell people that too. Like I've had four kids. I got to make my decisions. I birth way I wanted to. I don't have any preferences for how you do this. I just want you to know. I want you to feel like you're making the decisions and that you're feeling good and that we're honoring what's most important to you. Um, so yeah, I that was a tangent, but just support girl. you. It may not be your fear, right? Oh it might God. just be, yeah. that was her true value and that's yeah. okay. And that's it's not so what you thought. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's I practice. Fascinating. It's interesting because yeah. it, yeah, it obviously like it goes both ways depending on the person. There's not, yes. not one response to something coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. Okay. You had kind of mentioned that you have a little bit of a process to mm -hmm. start having these conversations, maybe even in consultations and early prenatals. Can mm -hmm. you take us into a little bit of what that process mm -hmm. is really just to make sure that you and the client are on the right page? So mm -hmm. something like this might not come up. Right. Yeah. It, it may not come up or get, because I know for me, it's just like, okay, if it is coming up, I can just, I maybe didn't dig in deep enough to understand what they really wanted, or maybe they didn't know at that time what they wanted. Um, but yeah, thanks for asking. Like typically when I started, it was just sort of like me word vomiting information to clients, which I think every new doula probably does that, you know, and I had, I came into doula work having had to you know, like un hospital midwife, unmedicated, labored in tub, like felt great about it, births of my own. That was my experience coming into it. And I definitely thought everybody needs this. You know, at that time, I wasn't a candidate for home birth at the time. Um, and we didn't have like super great options in our area, but um, that was the best for me. And I was like, this is great. You know, whatever I, everyone should have, this is a good birth. You know, we don't, I just came in with that, like interventions aren't really necessary let me word vomit on you how great my birth experience was and what you need to know to kind of replicate my birth. Then I started having some clients, right? With the, with the like, oh, well, you're severely preeclamptic at 36 weeks. We can do nothing about that. I don't care how positive, you know, seriously, like if you're like live placenta is like doing its crazy thing, nobody can fix that right now. Um, you know, or at least at this point, if there were nutrition things we can do, that ship has sailed your 36 weeks 
this is what we're dealing with. Um, and I started realizing like these clients are getting disappointed because they're not getting, cause I promised them, I was kind of telling them, we're going to get you these points in your birth plan. So I started thinking what, what was, how can I help better? And then I created a process, um, that, you know, I, I put into a workbook. I honestly just made it one night, a couple nights, you know, how the frantic work sessions go. I stayed up till like midnight, putting stuff together in Canva. Then I had a workbook for my clients after that. And it really just kind of walks people through identifying your own philosophy of care, identifying your provider's philosophy of care and asking those questions. Like, are, are you aligned with your provider? Are you not? How does that feel to you? Um, you know, and kind of, it just goes through every step of birth planning like that of helping people just get to their value. And then just some, just some common sense prep, like, Hey, I want you to know you might be faced with X, Y, Z, um, depending on, you know, no matter where you birth and decisions you may have to make and whatnot. And so I just kind of, I guess, systematize that into a little workbook. And then, um, you know, we'll talk about this later, but eventually other people started asking me like, Hey, can I do that too? And so I've made that available for other doulas. Um, but the process really does, my process really does start with helping people align their own philosophy and their own approach. And then I think, again, from the get-go, I can, I can, it helps me identify, I agree with you or I don't. Um, and maybe if you're a doula who really does want to like um, focus your practice to people who would align with you, maybe you do some of this in a consult and then, you know, figure that out. Um, for me, it, it's always been more about personality fit and just do we vibe as people or not? I don't really care what the birth plan is. I just want you to be a nice person and respect me and what I do. And I've, I've always been really happy. Um, so that's kind of how it, that's how I approach things. And it's been, I've had so many people, um, we worry about people having bad providers. This process has helped so many people switch. And I love it because they come to that conclusion on their own. And I ask some questions like, you know, I, I have reflective questions like, well, if this is your philosophy, listen to what your provider's saying. Maybe bring this sheet, bring this workbook in with them and say, hey, here's some questions. Where do you think you align? Um, and I give people some of those like red flags and beige flags, you know, to kind of look for, like if they're having quick appointments, they don't want to answer you. How does that make you feel? There's even... Um, there's going to be, I'm updating the workbook right now. There's a scale people can use to determine if their provider is doula friendly or not because hospital and home, right? There's sometimes there's people who don't want you working with the doula in both situations. Um, and if, if you're hiring a doula and that's important to you, here's some tips of like, how can you identify is the provider and the doula going to be at odds or are they going to work really well together? So I think it's just getting getting as quickly as possible like where are you coming from and how do I support you has really alleviated a lot of problems and it's increased the client satisfaction I think I've had crazy stories of clients who had like psychotically weird things happen but they were really happy with their birth um you know because we've done this process and this groundwork um and later yeah if we want story swapping I can give you some stories but that's the that's a long answer but I love that's it. how I, I do it that's great I love it. I love that the the quicker you can get to really what they want from their birth experience, mm -hmm. the better. Like that is not a conversation that you should wait, like leave until the last prenatal appointment, like when they're 39. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. They happen right away. Right. And I want to um, just highlight what you said about making sure mm -hmm. that the clients that hire you are a good personality fit, but, because mm -hmm. I love that. I I obviously have like a doula training program and a lot of the people that love me and find me, um, it's because of my like no bullshit attitude and my mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to decline everything attitude. Mm -hmm. um, and so the the interesting thing about that is that 
a lot of doulas come into our doula training program and they say, I'm only going to attend home birth, or I'm only going to attend a birth where mm-hmm. someone declines absolutely everything. And it's fascinating to me because uh, I, I myself have had like an emergency, uh, preg- I had an ectopic pregnancy with a, a mm. rupture and emergency surgery and stuff like that. Yeah. But I know that those doulas who really only want to attend home birth would have loved supporting me through that, even in a hospital setting. And yeah. I know that because my personality is the same as their personality. And so right. how about right. instead of as a doula saying, I'm only going to serve people who decline everything. How about just saying, like, I only want to serve people with the personality that they, they agree with what I, what I think and they understand, but also they trust their intuition. So if their intuition mm-hmm. says, you know what, I'm going to go to the hospital. Uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the whole, the whole point is that people trust their own intuition, not that they're just like blindly following what their provider says and God forbid blindly following what mm-hmm. we say. Like if, if we become that kind mm-hmm. of doula, then I mean, we're no better than the providers coercing in a hospital system. So I say, I say, um, I, I absolutely agree with you, you know, let clients hire you and accept clients into your practice who vibe on a, on a characteristic and personality level, because yeah. what happens if there is that severe preeclampsia, uh, or what happens if, Someone goes into labor at 25 weeks. You're not going to say, oh, I know you hired me, but now that you're giving birth in the hospital, I'm not going to be there. It's right. like, no, like her her character is still the same. She's still like, is going to try and, for instance, back to this example, she's still going to try and decline the things that she wants to decline. She's still going to demand that baby goes onto her chest. She's still going to breastfeed. She's still going to do these things because that's her personality. Mm-hmm. But just because she got thrown a shitty stick, like it doesn't mean that her doula should dip out too. So I love that. I think a lot of new doulas have this idea that like, I'm only attending hospital birth or I'm only attending home birth. Yeah. Uh, we talked the other day on your podcast about if someone, if there's a doula who says, I only attend hospital birth, I don't like home birth. I don't trust home birth. And then <clears throat> what happens if, uh, mom goes into labor and the labor is 20 minutes long. And it's like literally just the doula and the mom at the house. Cause the labor is 20 minutes long. You know, you're going to be like, I am not prepared for, as a doula. I'm not prepared for this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm scared. Um, so yeah, it's, it's man, birth can be unpredictable. Birth it's crazy. Or are, are they right? Predictable awesome. and unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. What if they change their mind too? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you could have clients who, right. We change providers. We have, you know, most doulas advocate that, but no one really considers. So what if you go from hospital to home and you've put that restriction on yourself and, and I get it. Like I, I get, you know, as a business owner, like I get that marketing is helpful and I get that talking to your crowd is really helpful, but I'm really coming to, I haven't done like any class or freebie on this yet, but I probably will soon. I'm really thinking through this idea of just, we have to unpack the nuance of birth we just have to hold space for that because because it is like polarizing when you start making decisions for yourself. And exactly like I love that you said we're no better than like an OB who's coercive. It's true. If you're, you know, I've been to home births where the midwife was like really um, pushing the client to take a tincture for postpartum. And the client was like, I don't want to take this. But the midwife was like, come on, come on, you know, and it's we just forget like, OK, well, we don't love it when like, you know, the old white man doctor does it. So but we can't hold ourselves to a different standard. Um, and exactly that, like birth is just complicated. It sometimes it's going to be weird and crazy. And sometimes it's going to be so perfectly normal. And, you know, you know, it can anticipate exactly what's going to happen. And 
like, sure, that totally happens, but, but bodies are weird sometimes and you can't anticipate exactly what it's going to do. Or your client, again, your client preferences, maybe they thought they wanted one thing, then they have that first test and the end of pregnancy and they realize they want something else. Um, and I, I think, I know I, I'm saying a lot like birth is complicated. It's, I, it's weird to hear myself say that as a doula, I have been either fortunate or unfortunate just to have a lot of weird stuff happen in my practice. Like we're talking like Oh, we found two possibly cancerous tumors on your cervix or on your ovaries during your C-section. It ended up being a three-hour C-section because they had to call in and call it. You know, like I've been sitting at the head of a bed of an operating table for three hours supporting this mom, trying to keep baby with her, but also trying to keep her cool and, you know, weird stuff like that. You know, weird. I know weird, like placental abruptions happening while I'm doing like hip, you know, jiggles of people and the clients like their water broke. And I'm like, Oh, that's definitely not your water. That's like your placenta abrupting. Um, so I've seen enough weird. I, I don't think I would maybe feel this way perhaps if I haven't seen that, but I feel lucky and that I can give this voice. Cause I have seen the weird stuff go down. I've also seen birth be so beautifully normal, but I just know we just have to hold that nuance. You know, I don't think it's wise to be on either end of the extreme to say it can never be complicated or to say it can always be complicated. And I think a really good doula can just sit right there with people and say, let me hear your goals. Let's make sure we vibe together. But as your doula, I'm really prepared no matter how this birth goes. Maybe you deliver at 23 weeks, you know, maybe you, um, or whatever, you know, maybe you go 43 weeks and you weren't prepared for that, you know, um, I just think we, we really want to be there with people. And so aligning as best you can, deciding how you take clients initially can set you up for that. But really as a doula, if you're taking on a client, you should be able to take them on and say, no matter how this birth goes, I'm here for you. Um, of course, with exceptions, I've definitely let clients go before when it didn't work out. Um, but again, more personality stuff, not really birth plan or how the birth went. It's just too, it can nature is just too wild to say that, you know, birth is nature. Um, and you just never know how things are going to go and that's okay. That's kind of the fun of it. I think. Yeah, it is. It is the beauty of it. And, uh, I yeah. think I want to title this episode, uh, make birth nuanced again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I'll wear, I'll wear that hat. Yeah. Make birth nuanced again. Exactly. Cause it, right. It's just, it's not helpful when we get extreme. We don't love it in the medical system. So we can't overcorrect either because that just puts people in a hole. If they feel like, Oh man, I lost my doula because whatever it is, you know, or I'm unhappy with my birth again, cause I was so fixated on these points happening and not how did I want to um, feel? How do they want to come through this experience? You know, just because we, we really can't promise people outcomes. We just can't. Yeah. And I think I wish we could want to. Yeah, I know I did it. I totally did it. And then I got disappointed clients and I was like, Oh man, I kind of set you up for that because I told you for sure this would happen. And there's just stuff we can't control in all settings, you know, again, the pump is broken. There's biologic things you can't control and there's just environmental things, um, I can't control, yeah. you know, yeah. so, you know, I, okay. I absolutely love where this conversation is going because I feel like new doulas when they're coming into birth work, for some mm. reason, I feel like they feel this pressure to choose one side or like yeah. make a, make a really strong stand. And I it's not that. until things actually unfold in their life or in their business where they're like, Oh shit. And maybe <laughs> it's just like me telling my own story. But I mean, I just remember saying like, um, 
your body knows how to birth a baby, just not like your body knows how to grow a baby. Like your body perfectly grows a baby. And then I just, I look at that now and I'm like, actually my body grew a baby inside my fucking ovary and it exploded. <laughs> so tell me about how my body knows how to grow a baby. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we yeah. actually have a one of the most amazing students that we've ever had um, mm-hmm. has attended two births in the last six months where the, the baby didn't live. And mm-hmm. two yeah. two births, two home births, home mm-hmm. births where birth happens perfectly, where if you avoid a hospital, your baby's mm-hmm. going to be safer, um, where your mm-hmm. body knows what it's doing. Obviously, it doesn't sometimes. And so yeah. it's so fascinating. I mean, I look back at some of the stuff that I posted on Instagram at the beginning. And I just look and I'm just like, where's the nuance here? Um, It's not helpful to say, it's just really not helpful to say that like your body knows how to grow baby. I mean, it is, it's fantastic and it's lovely and it's true a lot of the time. um, But it just is taking away that nuance. And I, I, it's not helping Mm -hmm. moms, right? It's not helping moms. Let's, let's, let's turn that around and say, Hey, by the way, you're strong enough to, to, to go through and live through and work mm-hmm. through whatever happens to you. Um, let's give clients the tools to do that rather than like just mm-hmm. feed them this narrative of like, as long as you, mm-hmm. as long as you are in the hospital where it's safe, your baby's going to be healthy. Or as long as you're avoid interventions that are not needed, your baby's going to be healthy. Um, yeah. Again, it's hard. Aww. It's hard when you're starting you want to take a stand, but there's no nuance there. Yeah, I think that that's really wise of you to say. And I mean, and I did it to hear me say, I completely promise things to people. I felt like that same sense of wanting to take a stand. And that's why, you know, if you follow um, Kylie in your work and you're in the birth worker programs, like that's why it's so great to have this training as a new doula and to hear like, hey, I've I've done this, you know, don't make the same mistake when you're starting out. Like you can learn from people who've um, done it and lived it and have a story to tell. But also like every client teaches you something. I completely agree with that. You're going to learn your own lessons. Um, but I, I think it's just excitement. We're new, we're excited. We want to, we want to get new clients. We want births to be great, but it really is just experience. Like you just start seeing things. Um, and my heart goes out to that student of yours. I've had, I've had the same, I've had a, um, interuterine fetal demise at home as well, you know, so just, you know, off, off record too, if they ever want to reach out and talk about that, that can be so hard to process, especially right. If you come from this, um, angle that says, oh, if we just get everyone home, it'll be totally fine. And we can't, we just can't promise that to people. You know, you, like you said, you had an atopic pregnancy and that's so hard. Um, but it's, it's really more, it's not only more nuanced, it's more trauma aware, trauma informed, and it's more supportive and inclusive of any potential, um, you know, mom we're going to be supporting, if we just hold, hold that space, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I see birth trauma survivors talk about that a lot, like that affirmation, my body knows what it's doing. They're like, that is crap to me now because my body, like, you know, gave me an amniotic fluid embolism that I didn't, no one could see coming. We can't prevent that. I thought birth was normal, you know? And so I think it's just that weird hold space for, it can be so totally normal. And then sometimes this little, you know, it's really going to be not, and I don't know what birth cards I'll say that to people too, like birth, it's kind of like drawing a deck of cards. I don't know what birth cards you're going to get dealt, but I do know I can help you play them, you know, like, and, and, um, because that's just really what we do. That's why I think it's so wise as a doula, just learn from different perspectives and traditions and don't be afraid to disagree with some colleagues. Don't be afraid to disagree with yourself, right? Now, doula me now disagrees with doula me then um, because we're always learning and growing. Um, it, it just it just makes you better doula. And families really, I can tell you too, like families really respect this. Um, 
the the reason I know that my this process works kind of to unpack this prenatally is because after the birth, I've had families with such different birth experiences tell me like, you helped me know this was coming prenatally. Like you really helped me prepare for this birth before I even got there, even the unexpected stuff. Um, and they're happy. Like I've, I've been to births again, that were pretty traumatic. If you look on paper, it would happen. And those clients will tell you, I still feel really good because we had a plan and I knew what could happen. And I knew you were there and you weren't going to, you know, I, like I knew we had support and my partner knew what to do. And I felt really good about our team. You know, I switched providers and I felt so much better about the team that was supporting me. Um, yeah, it's just tough. Like, but it's, it's just more honest if we're on, you have to be honest about birth, I guess. And it's, better for everybody. And, and talk about burnout. We talked about burnout on my podcast earlier this week that really can eliminate that burnout because you know, it's not riding on you. Um, when you're promising outcomes to people, that's a surefire way to burn you out. Um, because you can't, it's like the weather, like, right. We get wet, we get mad at weatherman, like meteorologists all the time for telling us it's going to be sunny when it's raining. Like you really can't, we can make best guesses, but like nature is going to do what nature's going to do. And we just have to listen to it and respond, you know, and honor the process. And, um, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be the doula weatherman where someone's like, well, yes. you told me it was going to be 70 degrees and sunny. It's like, Never, I thought it was going right? to be, you know? that's like my worst nightmare. But... <laughs> that's a sign that I'm not doing my job as a doula. If exactly. Looks at me and says, Kylie, you said this, or, uh, mm. you know, you told me to make this decision and look what happened. It's like, Oh, that, that would be like my worst. Ouch. Nightmare. Thank God it's yeah. never happened, but, um, yeah. it's not happened because I'm aware of that. Like I'm aware mm-hmm. if someone says, uh, okay. For instance, there was this, there was an event that happened a couple, uh, I want to say a couple years ago at this point where a mom was, uh, planning a free birth and she was laboring mm-hmm. for several days. Her baby ended up dying, but everybody mm-hmm. in the Facebook groups was saying your body's made for this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that is the, where you're coming, you're becoming just like the OB who's coercive. It's, yeah. it's you got to send people back to their intuition. Cause if someone said, Kylie, yeah. you told me I would be safe if I just believed in my body, I could, I do not want to live with that on my shoulders yeah. at all. Yeah. That's such um, a good point. Such and I love point. the point that you made about, um, um, your clients having awesome birth experiences, even when shit hits the fan, because that is actually what I've, uh, really found, the most pride in, in my childbirth mm-hmm. education practice, which I don't have anymore. I just coach doulas now. Um, I take births in person too, but I don't sell like birth courses or anything yeah, like that anymore. Yeah. But it was that my, I didn't do a good job. If you had a home birth, I didn't do a good job. If everything mm. went well, I did a good job. If shit hit the fan and all of the, your worst nightmares came true, but you still left saying, Kylie, I feel good about that. Cause I was in charge right. and I made right. every decision. Like that's when I turn around and pat myself on the back and say, hundred like, percent. that's the point. That is the point. Cause we don't need to prepare. Yeah. If, if everything went well, like you wouldn't need to prepare if you could guarantee everything's going to go smoothly. Like why even prep for that? If it's just going to yeah. be like a non-event, you know? Yeah. It's true. I mean, right. They don't need it. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I'm not a doula who attends free birth, but I do think like, Hey, if I could guarantee you every single time, like it would be totally perfect. Sure. You don't need anybody there. You, you really just need you. If everything is always going to be perfect. That's the thing is like, you just don't know the cards. It's really like, you don't know the dice you're going to roll. Um, and preparing again, birth, like birth education is so important, prenatal prep with doula is so important. And you really can just help people unpack it. And you can fight back against the fear. Like that can be a sense of 
fear for sure. But I think sometimes it's actually a fear of our loss of control. And that's something that's so hard for people to wrap our heads around, but that's really what it is. It's, it's the fear of like, I can't control this outcome. And as a parent, you feel that forever. You know, sometimes like I can't guarantee my kid's going to be safe or they're not going right, to go off and be like a psychopath or something. Like there's just no guarantee, you know, and, and, but we want control. We want like formulas are so easy. Like if I plug in these variables, I'm going to get a certain outcome. And it's like, you, you got to go unpack that sense of control. Um, and again, a duo is like, this is a small little microcosm. You can start helping people um, unpack that for their whole life of parenting. But that's so good. I love that you have those yeah. same, like with your birth classes, yes. that's such a testament. You're a good teacher for sure. And doulas better unpack that before they start attending births. Um, heck it's like heck our, yes. It's our number one thing. It's our, uh, a uh, doula course has five phases, essentially like five different aspects. And mm. that's the very first one, it's like, uh, it, we, we dive into the drama triangle and like, you don't need to be a hero. Uh, there yeah. are things you can control. There are things you can't <laughs> yes. control. And can you find the beauty in that mm. you can't control it? And if not, if you can't find the beauty, can you just be honest with yourself of like, this is right. not beautiful, but I'm just going to have a calm mind and like sit yes. and be the yeah. watcher. Um, but yeah, having just that self-awareness that alone, if if you're a doula and you have that self-awareness and you can hold space for people in that way, but you don't know yeah. like what to pack in your doula bag and you don't even know like how to do hip squeezes, who, you're, cares. who cares? You're a great doula. Who cares? Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I am going to invite you back on the podcast another time to keep this conversation going. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make, make birth nuance again. Like I'm going to go out to order, yes. order myself an Etsy hat or something. I love, I love that. It's so true. I yeah. Love it. It's so I, true. Uh, yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, tell us about your podcast. Tell us about everything you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you can find me at Motherwell Doula um, on like all social media, motherwelldoula.com is my website. Um, and I have a podcast, like you mentioned, you'll hear Kylie on the podcast in season two, it's called the doula well podcast. And that's kind of, um, you can search all the podcast places and find it. Um, and if people want to kind of hear more about like my prenatal process, they can go to motherwelldoula.com slash prenatal. Um, and that'll be the free, it's a free little 40 minute class you can take, um, to kind of hear more about like how I unpack that um, with my clients and just, again, really, I think everybody comes in with that. Like I'm going to word vomit all of the things I'm excited about you know, with birth on you. Um, it's helping us tone that down and like, how do we focus? Um, but yeah, that free class will be at motherwelldoula.com slash prenatal. Um, but I welcome anything. I'd love to come back and love to talk with anybody in your audience. You're killing it. Like you have just like soared. I know it's not overnight success, but, um, I'm so impressed that you jumped in with intention and you just like had your pedal to the metal and you're not looking back. So I love that for you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm going to put all of the links to connect with Victoria in the show notes. You can also catch her podcast. It's called doula made well. And hey, I wanted to also remind you, if you have not signed up for my free masterclass yet, definitely do that. I have a business masterclass that I host on Wednesdays. It is live on Zoom. And not only is it a masterclass where we cover all things growing a sustainable business, but there's also an epic Q&A at the end where you can ask me any question you want live. They've been a lot of fun. I've been doing them for a few weeks and I would love to see you there. So you can always go to growmydoulabusiness.com. I'm also going to put that link in the show notes and sign up for the masterclass today. All right, everyone. I'll see you back here on Friday. Friday.